It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. The socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water, what it means is that government controls it through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under this guise of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapping down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field in the battle of ideas, mistruths and misconceptions is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team. That's producer Joe, producer Luke, Zach, Echo, Charlie, uh, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Monday, producer Joe. Happy Monday, Kim. So did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I definitely did, and I got a Thanksgiving 2.0 with the rest of my family on Sunday as well. So I got two Thanksgivings. Oh, that that is just awesome. Well, you know, I've been pushing it awfully hard, and um, Joe, I basically missed Thanksgiving with everyone. I worked, you know, we work like maniacs to get everything done here, and uh, then also other stuff. And I uh, I basically went to bed on Wednesday night, and I didn't get up until Saturday evening. <laughs> I um, I um, I think I was on exha- exhaustion, and uh, so I'm. I think I'm rested up now. But it was uh, quite the adventure. It definitely sounds like it. <laughs> but uh, did have family in, and did finally get to spend some time with them. But uh, anyway, we've. Uh, I'm all rested up, and we're ready for the the next hundred thousand miles here. So. Check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com. Obviously, I'm behind on that. And uh, you can uh, I thank you to all of you who contribute and support us. We are an independent voice and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. Text line is 720-605-0647, We did pre-record all of the shows for last week, and I heard from many of you that uh, you really appreciated uh, the perspective on all the different guests. We will do that again for Christmas week. Uh, We'll line up some um, just hour-long interviews with different guests as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. I cannot believe that... This Sunday is Advent. We'll be into the Christmas season. Thanksgiving's over. Uh, it's fasten your seatbelt. Time is going by so quickly. Uh, as many of you know, so the last time we were live was a week ago last Friday. And that was uh, when the special session was in, um, in session here in Colorado. Initially, it was called by Polis and this legislature to give property owners some property tax relief. Uh, that that really didn't happen. Uh, and I went down on Friday and was there 
for the whole day. I finally decided to leave about dark because I thought I don't know I don't want to be walking around uh, Capitol Hill in the dark and uh, and it it went on uh, into the evening and just wearing down our our Republican legislators. Um, I, I you know the Democrats have an agenda and the agenda was not not to help give property tax relief to the millions of Coloradans that are facing these higher and higher property taxes because of the higher property assessment valuations. Now, there's kind of basically what happened from what I can tell is that what passed was Prop HH just in in a different way. And of course, the the voters of Colorado um, voted to not have Prop HH happen. And so they they purported that they're keeping their hands off Tabor refunds, but they're just raiding uh, money from someplace else. And so it's so disingenuous to the people of Colorado. And it really, um, I'll I'll get into it here a little bit later, but this is from uh, Colorado Public Radio. And it says uh, Colorado special session on property taxes delivers bigger uh, it says bigger benefits for low-income families. It means bigger government subsidies for low-income families. Continuing to ding people that are trying to move the, move up the economic ladder and incentivize people uh, to stay below um, below doing their very best is from what I can see here. So. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll continue our, our discussion on that here in just a minute. But with that, our word of the day is audacity. comes to us from Rosie. And uh, speaking of the special session, audacity is our word of the day. It's spelled A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. And, um, oh gosh, here, I, I didn't even put the, uh, uh, the definition down here. I'll get that for the, the next, I, I just wrote my sentence. I said the audacity of Polis and the Democrat legislature to ignore Colorado's strong no vote on Prop HH is beyond belief. The socialist legislation that was passed down party line votes moves Colorado closer to a totalitarian nanny state where Polis and the legislature picks winners and losers and exerts more control over everyone's lives. So I'll, I'll let you infer what audacity means there, and I will have that in the next segment. And so I think this is appropriate. I went to Thomas Sowell for our quote of the day. He was born in 1930. He's an American economist, author, and social commentator. And he's a senior fellow at the Hoover Institution with widely published commentary and books. And he's a guest on TV and radio. He's a well-known voice in the American conservative movement. And he says, what do you call it when someone steals someone else's money secretly? Theft. What do you call it when someone, when someone takes someone else's money openly by force? Robbery. What do you call it when a politician takes someone else's money in taxes and gives it to someone who is more likely to vote for him? Social justice. And that is what happened during the special session. So next thing, let's move on to this day in history. In uh, 176, Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius grants his son, Commodus, age 15, the rank of Imperator. And I did not know what Imperator meant. And it's an army commander in the Roman Republic at the age of 15, the supreme power of the Roman Emperor, 
and number three, the head of state and, and supreme commander in the Roman Empire, in whose name all victories were won. In 1493, Christopher Columbus returns to La Nividad Colony, uh, finding it destroyed by the first Native American uprising against Spanish rule. Um, the uh, chief led his people to attack the settlement after the brutal treatment they received from the garrison who disobeyed Columbus's orders. Didn't take long for that to happen, huh? 1807, the Portuguese royal family and its court of nearly 15,000 people leave Lisbon for their colony of, to, of Brazil to escape invading Napoleonic troops. 1863, this would be uh, during the Civil War, Battle of Fort Esperanza, Texas. 1863, the Battle of Payne's Farm in Virginia. 1864, the second battle, second day of the Battle of Waynesboro, Georgia. Interesting. 1895, Swedish chemi uh, chemist Alfred Nobel will establish the Nobel Prize. 1910, New York's Penn Station opens as the world's largest railway terminal. Uh, let's see. 1911, the audience throws vegetables at actors for the first recorded time in the U.S. Uh, I don't know if that still occurs or not. Uh, 1924, <clears throat> it only took 99 years for the Macy's Day Parade to be totally co-opted by the uh, radical activist movements. Uh, 1924 was the first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And, uh, of course, many of you saw the headlines. The Macy, uh, Macy's Day Parade had a transgender theme this year. So that, the theme is so uh, so prevalent. Um, it's um, I guess it's a good time to mention uh, Art Club, which is the documentary of um, created by Aaron Lee and Kevin Lundberg about the Lee's family with uh, art club, after school art club that their 12 year old daughter was invited to, which was not art club at all, but it was a transgender activist um, indoctrination meeting. And so first of all, we need to have transparency on what's happening out there. And quite frankly, if people cannot be transparent in what they're doing, then it's probably pretty shady. And so if in, in if, in fact, Erin Lee's daughter would have called and said, hey, mom, I want to attend an after-school transgender activist um, uh, indoctrination meeting, uh, probably most parents would say, no, I, I don't think that's a great idea. But when it's couched as art club, parents are like, oh, okay. Uh, so you want to check out artclubmovie.com and uh, see that you can watch that for free. But again, 99 years later, uh, something that was truly an American icon has been hijacked. At 1940, the sixth Heisman Trophy Award was Tom Harmon from Michigan. And in 1944, 4,000 shells detonate in an RAF Arms Depot uh, in, at Fald near Stoke-on-Trent, Staffordshire. And the village's Hanbury is destroyed and at least six, 70 people were killed. Again, the collateral damage of war. 1944, the U.S. 121st Infantry Regiment opens assault on Herchen in Germany. In 1857, excuse me, 1957, the U.S. Army withdraws from Little Rock, Arkansas after the Central High School integration. For all you Broncos fans out there, 1960, trailing 38 to 7 in the third quarter, 
The Buffalo Bills tie the Broncos at 38-38. 1972, Pierre Trudeau forms the Canadian government. Guys, the Trudeaus have been uh, involved in Canadian government for a long time. 1973, U.S. President Richard Nixon signs the Emergency Petroleum Allocation Act, authorizing petroleum price, production, allocation, and marketing controls. That never works. And uh, speaking of that, we probably are all seeing the low prices uh, to fill our tank up, although the prices are, are wildly different. I Yesterday, I saw a difference of a dollar between different locations, a dollar per gallon. But uh, Joe Biden is, is uh, draining our strategic oil reserve and uh, potentially opening up war on two different fronts. Uh, this is putting us in a very dangerous time here in America. Meanwhile, down at the, the border, it's wide open, and we see these Democrat mayors saying, oh, my gosh, we, we, we were sanctuary cities, but now that we're sanctuary cities, we are being overrun. And so instead of saying to the Biden administration, close the border and deport all of these people that have come in illegally, they're saying, we want more money in the tip, uh, typical, uh, now the Democrat fashion. 2017, a freight train kills more than 100 reindeer over three days in Norway. So I wonder how that worked out for Santa. And then in 2019, U.S. President Donald Trump signs two bills backing Hong Kong protesters, which checks the territory's autonomy and bans the sales of munitions to Hong Kong police, angering China. So that was 2019 2023, uh, now many of the pundits are saying that uh, China's invasion of Taiwan is imminent. And so you can see uh, what different public policies uh, do. It, it, four years ago, our world was in a, a, much, uh, a much safer place. And now look at, look at what's happening in Israel. Hamas terrorists. Uh, you know, when this whole Hamas attack happened on Israel, uh, you saw the New York Times and different publications try to make the case that Hamas was warranted in coming in behind, uh, behind um, the defensive perimeter of uh, of Israel, of the borders of, of Israel, and attacking and murdering people. Uh, but, I, and, and there was just, I think, a lot of confusion in some of those narratives. Now we see what the real narrative is. It looks like to me that the BLM Antifa people have just changed changed their clothes and they're doing something different. Just They're not doing anything different. They're doing the same, just under a different banner. And again, uh, this is happening under the uh, O'Biden Democrat administration. And uh, so we need to continue to shed light on all that is going on here. Um, I've missed all of you. It's great to be back live. And we get to do the show because of these sponsors that I have. And one of those great sponsors is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And Roger's been serving his family, or serving his community for 47 years, taking care of his family, and giving back to the communities of Centennial, Littleton, Highlands Ranch, Inglewood, Greenwood Village, and Castle Rock. But Roger can help you, anyone throughout the state of Colorado, as well as the contiguous states. So for help with all your insurance 
intense needs, you can reach Roger at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan insurance team is there. So I switched my insurance to the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. Get this. I actually talked to Roger Mangan, who has been helping people with their insurance coverage in our community for 47 years. He helped me create a State Farm personalized price insurance plan for my home and auto and explained affordable options. For personalized service and peace of mind that you are working with a team that cares about you and your family, call Roger Mangan now at 303-795-8855. Kim highly recommends the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. Again, that number is 303-795-8855. Johnny Stubbs Services uses only the best quality products to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts is available to provide the proper guidance and help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Johnny Stubbs Services prides themselves on delivering prompt and reliable service and stands behind their work with a satisfaction guarantee. JohnnyStubbsServices.com, the trusted contractor for all your heating and air conditioning needs. That's JohnnyStubbsServices.com. Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. A longtime sponsor of the show is Hooters Restaurants. And they have five locations. That's Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. And uh, they have lunch specials Monday through Friday. How I got to know them, when I talk about Colorado moving towards a totalitarian state where government picks winners and losers, this is really the the story of um, how I got to know Hooters Restaurants. And it was when I was on city council. And uh, I tell you, these people that forget that they are elected representatives, they think they are officials over our lives. We must reclaim the narrative that they are representatives of the people and remind them we can't say they're officials and they can't say that they're officials. Uh, But that's why the uh, Hooters story is so important. You can find that at my website. Uh, because we need to make sure that we are moving towards, we always need to move, be moving towards responsible freedom. And that's why this story is so important. So again, Hooters Restaurants, a great place to get together to watch all the sporting events. And again, great specials Monday through Friday for lunch and for dinner. Uh, as I mentioned, the special session that Polis and the legislature cl- uh, called was a week ago, it was moving into the weekend right before Thanksgiving. And I went down after the show and was there all day on Friday. And the disrespect 
that this uh, this legis this Democrat um, leadership. This is not the Democrat Party, my friends. And let's quit let's quit looking at this between you know Democrat Republican right versus left. I mean, certainly there's these labels, but let's hold these elected representatives to these principles of America, where government is smaller and the individual is bigger. Government is not put in place to pick winners and losers, to take one from one person that's trying to work their way up the economic ladder and then give these freebies to people that um, appear that they're not working their way up the economic ladder. Although I will say that probably many times there's probably money that's being um, made under the table, cash businesses, uh, but... but um, uh, and so people that are, are one set is being dinged while these others are are incentivized and it just creates all the wrong 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 incentives but when you create the wrong incentives when you have somebody creating incentives then that means somebody controls the incentives and that gives people control and my gosh human nature likes control so i left the studio on friday went down to the capitol and I did testify, and initially I was very frustrated because the Democrat, excuse me, the Republican-sponsored bills by both the Senate and the Republicans looked to me like, like again, Prop HH light, just in a different way from the Democrats' Prop HH not so light. And so I ended up testifying against one of those bills. Uh, there was one bill that was excellent, and that was um, Senator Van Winkle had just a straight property tax uh, cut or cap, excuse me, and I think it was like six percent or something like that. So that would have capped our property taxes at six percent. That died in committee. That was the one reason that my understanding was is that this special session was called. But there were fourteen different bills that were proposed, some of them not having anything to do with property taxes. And so Polis and company ran uh, just roughshod over the people of Colorado. Interestingly, when I sat down to testify against this particular, and again, it was so confusing and different, when were different bills going to be heard? And uh, when I sat down to testify, interestingly, two of the Democrat legislators from the dais took out their cameras to take pictures of me, which I thought that was just, again, really, you would have legislators take pictures of uh, I I was there on behalf of my, our, myself, people of Colorado, and the Colorado Union of Taxpayers. But again, I thought that that was just um, really trying to kind of scare people to come down to the Capitol, and they make it so inconvenient. But it was really, really, uh, really bad stuff happened during those three days. And again, this was right before Thanksgiving. Called uh, polls called back the all the legislators. The Democrats ran through these onerous totalitarianism kind of bills. Uh, our Republicans, exhausted from the legislative session we already had this year and then preparing for what's going to happen when the legislative session opens in January, um, took time away from families when 
there was no debate. There was no concern for the Colorado, people of Colorado. It was agenda, agenda, agenda. And then, again, this is not right versus left or Democrat versus Republican. This is right versus wrong. This is the people of Colorado against a totalitarian state. This is what it's really about. So we'll talk more about that uh, here as we, we continue on. I did want to say thank you uh, to the Harris family for their goal sponsorship of the show. And thank you to the National Shooting Sports Foundation for their goal sponsorship of the show as well. And the National Shooting Sports Foundation represents the nation's manufacturers, retailers, and distributors of firearms, optics, ammunition, and other related goods and media. They have about 9,000 members, and they are the um, owner, and they run the annual shooting uh, hunting outdoor trade show in Las Vegas called The Shot Show. So again, great to have them as sponsors of the Kim Munson Show. A couple of, and Eric Adams in <laughs> New York. I used to go back to New York on a regular basis, and I, I don't know when I'll ever go back to New York. But this is a couple of headlines. This is from the New York Post, and it says, It's not migrants. Saving New York City requires union concessions. So when the public complains about announced cuts to police protection and garbage collection, Mayor Adams weasels back. Don't yell at me. Yell at D.C. Let's hold on here. He said, Adams is trying to shift the blame to President Biden and the Democrats' open border policy, open border policy, which that is correct. But uh, the New York Post goes on to say, don't fall for it. The surge of migrants accounts for less than half, 42% of the city's looming uh, financial crisis. Says New York was heading off a fiscal cliff before the surge. Adams' predecessor, spendaholic Bill de Blasio, is partly to blame. But Adams worsened the crisis by negotiating insane labor contracts, especially with the teachers' union, that the city cannot afford. It's, trans- it's a transparent attempt by Adams to lock in big labor support for his own mayoral, mayoral re-election, and never mind that he's selling out city residents. And New Yorkers are getting ripped off. While it hubs best and worst run cities in America ranks New York a dismal 148 out of 149 cities in spending per capita to provide basic services. Only San Francisco is worse. Gotham isn't the cleanest city or the safest, and it doesn't offer the best public schools. Yet New York City taxpayers pay top dollar thanks to a succession of pandering polls. The other headline I wanted to hit was uh, Democrat Mayor Eric Adams is seeking financial support from the city's wealthiest residents in order to address the financial strain caused by the ongoing migrant crisis. The city has announced significant budget cuts, including reducing police numbers and slashing budgets in education and sanitation. This is the moment where it's all hands on deck, he says. And uh, so he's asking, uh, he says, the way it goes, New York goes, America goes, but I'm going to need you more than ever to support many of these organizations like PAL, the Robin Hood Foundation, and others. He said, this is a moment where our philanthropic interests must align with some of the gaps and services that we are seeing today. And once again, uh, this is, uh, (laughs) government is uh, out of control. Uh, government is making um, bad decisions. He's pandering so that he can get reelected. And then he's asking, and, and the wealthy, <clears throat> the wealthy in New York, uh, actually some of them may want to 
step forward and help those philanthropic organizations, and that is fine. Uh, but many times, first there's the ask, and then there's the force. So we will see what happens with that. We have these discussions because we have a number of great sponsors, and one of those that has been with me since almost day one is Karen Levine, Remax Realtor. With the limited number of homes in the Colorado Front Range market, Karen Levine can help you achieve your home buying or selling vision. Karen has the right connections, technology, and strategies to help you buy or sell your home or to purchase a new build. Whether you're feeling overwhelmed or want someone to take the wheel, or you just need a second opinion, you can rest assured that Remax Realtor Karen Levine is the right agent. Call Karen Levine at 303 877 7516. Karen is the trusted professional who strives for excellence. That number is 303-877-7516. Boson Law is a local law firm dedicated to helping injured individuals in Denver and the surrounding areas fight for the justice they deserve. Boson Law focuses on personalized representation tailored to your unique situation with one-on-one attention and counsel and consistent communication. Boson Law personal injury attorneys have extensive trial experience and have successfully represented clients against the interests of powerful corporations, manufacturers, insurance companies, and government agencies. Contact Boson Law at 303-999-9999 for a complimentary in-person consultation. Again, that number is 303-999-9999. Call now at 303-999-9999. Our future depends on educated, informed, and active citizens. You could do your part by reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. That's popularrationalism.substack.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You should not have to force people to do it. We're getting into the Christmas Hanukkah season, and a great gift would to buy be to buy your loved one a brick on the uh, one of the walkways for the uh, new Marine Memorial, or the remodel of the Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax. And you can do that by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. You'll receive a beautiful certificate uh, that will be a beautiful gift for this Christmas or Hanukkah season. Again, that's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And uh, I'm going to talk with Dick Morris here in just a moment. And as we're looking at the 2024 elections and they're approaching, President Biden's alleged corruption and that of his family are emerging as key issues. And Dick Morris, uh, you know him. I mean, he's a a best-selling author, winning presidential strategist, and uh, the man that Time Magazine dubbed the most influential private citizen in America. And he's written a new book, Corrupt, The Inside Story of Biden's Dark Money. And uh, do we have Dick yet there, um, Joe? Dick Morris, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. 
Uh, tell us, I mean, I think in some ways people are, they don't know what to, they're just bombarded with all this Biden corruption, Biden corruption. Is it starting to, to sink into the everyday people in, in America that there is something really bad going on? Yeah, I, I think it certainly is. Uh, I think there's been there's been a major shift in the polling over the last uh, month, really. Uh, before November the first, uh, Biden was beating Trump in almost all of the national polling. Since November first, there have been uh, about ten different polls that have come out, and all ten have shown Trump ahead. And uh, by increasing margins, and I think that people are really coming to understand the depth of the corruption of the Biden administration. Uh, the fact that it uh, that Joe Biden basically took his family and sent them around the world in search of corrupt business deals where he could get a kickback from them, and uh, he they did it in eight or nine different countries, and the deals are just incredible. They're all. Uh, kickbacks or uh, commissions or all kinds of things that 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 are clearly corrupt. We've never had a situation like this. We've never had a president uh, engaged in corruption on this scale, and uh, and the media had not covered it, and still is not covering it well. But I think there is going to be an impeachment proceeding in the House. I think he will be impeached, and I don't think he'll be removed, but I think he'll be impeached, which is like indicted. And I think that uh, he's going to go down as really one of our most corrupt presidents in history. Well, Dick Morris, this is, even with all that corruption, what what it's really doing is putting the American people in tremendous danger. Uh, so how would you, what's your comments on that, Dick? Well, I think that uh, in the world we're in, with the chaos, the threats, the terrorism, the unbelievable tactics of our opponents, uh, I mean, in in foreign policy, I think people are getting that we simply can't go go along with a president who is feeble and is not able really to function. And I think that uh, the weakness, the lack of mental acuity of Biden is just becoming very apparent. Um, this this corruption by Biden is recent. Uh, he basically he was he had almost no corruption while he was a senator. When he left the Senate, he had a net worth of twenty nine thousand dollars total. Uh, now he's got a net worth of well over ten million, and the difference between those two is basically bribes from foreign governments. You know, when a highway contractor gives somebody a bribe and gets a contract to build a road or something, that's corruption. But when our worst adversary internationally and our biggest rival on the international stage uh, pays off a president and gets policies to favor him, that's not called corruption. That's called treason. And uh, I think that People are increasingly coming to see this in, in the Biden administration record. So, Dick, I think the danger, and I have list, listeners that challenge me on a regular basis, is that 
if we and we do wrap this corrupt corruption, you know, around Biden's neck, which is is true. But then from a strategy standpoint, and you are an excellent strategist. It seems like the strategy would be there. They're saying, oh, this is all Biden, 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 <clears throat> when in essence, it's really the movers and shakers with with Biden as well. And so they <clears throat> get rid of Biden and they bring forth another candidate and they're betting on the American people thinking, oh, it was Biden, not the Democrats that that were so corrupt. Uh, what do you think about that from a strategy standpoint? How would you address that? Well, first of all, I think it's basically true. I think that the corruption here is not endemic to the Democratic Party. I think it is uniquely Joe Biden and his family. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's the end of November now. It's going to be almost impossible for the Democrats to bring forth a new candidate at this point. The filing deadlines in most of the primaries have already told, already elapsed, and uh, they, they simply couldn't get on the ballot. So and I think that we, I think we are stuck with this massive corruption record uh, by this administration, uh, and and it because it had not been covered before by the media, these bribes, these payoffs, these hundreds of thousands of dollars, eventually millions of dollars that send their way directly to Biden's pocket from our worst adversary. Uh, in other words, I'm, in my book, for example, I give a list of about 20 decisions that Biden has made that explicitly benefit China and hurt the United States. Uh, and for example, we have uh, there was an, we have 350,000 exchange students from China that he lets into the country each year. The FBI had an office to investigate them to be sure, to ferret out possible espionage, and Biden closed that office. Uh, he was claiming that it was racial profiling. Uh, he's allowed China to develop a monopoly of rare earth minerals that are fundamental to any any clean power plan for batteries and solar batteries and so on. And when mines came up to be opened in the United States, Biden vetoed them and wouldn't let them open, at one point claiming it endangered a lake. And he's perpetuated the Chinese monopoly in rare earth minerals. He's let China go around the world making deals with with third world countries, dozens of them. And the deals are to lend a corrupt dictator money and when he defaults on the loan, have a lien to his uranium deposits and other earth mineral deposits so that China develops a worldwide basis for um, of, of capability in electronics. And it's these just look at COVID, the worst Holocaust we've had since the Holocaust itself. And uh, there's been no blame of China. There's been no investigation. Um, they're letting China get away with the story that a bat bite caused all of this. And uh, there are no reparations, no trade sanctions, nothing of that sort. And I think that this, this corruption, this treason, I think, really, is uh, is catching up with Biden, and I think it's going to be really a key issue in this race. Dick, my concern is is when 
um, bad actors get caught doing what they're doing. Sometimes they take uh, extraordinary measures, and, and my concern is, is in order to maybe take atten- attention off of. And I'm surprised you've. <laughs> I mean, the word treason—that's a big word. Um, yep. To take attention off of that, that 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 he might. I mean, it looks like that he's. Um, saber-rattling on two different war fronts. Uh, and so I'm concerned, again, I look at, I, 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 over the weekend, I looked at Americans coming together, Thanksgiving, children. I, I'm just, I don't think people understand the danger, danger that Biden has put us in. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's becoming, it will become more and more apparent. This is a process that's going to unfold. Uh, the Comer Committee is investigating them and coming up with a great deal of evidence and concrete proof of corruption. And I think that as that continues, the momentum to impeach Biden will increase. And I think that there will be a, there'll be a trial. And I think all of this is going to come out, and I think it's going to make it almost impossible for Biden to, to run. And uh, the Democrats will have no alternative to settle with this inept, senile, a uh, guy who who they simply can't remove because they had, didn't get their act together in time to do it. Okay, so Dick, explain that to me a little bit more because you see Newsom is, um, it looks like maneuvering, and we hear Kathy Hochul from um, New York, uh, out here kind of a sleeper in Colorado is there's uh, Jared Polis apparently would like to make a run for president. So how how would that that work? It was so I, I mean they they've not hit the uh, deadlines to be on the the primaries or yeah. explain that to me precisely precisely most of this by by the end of December almost every state in the country will have passed the deadline to be on the ballot in the primary a few won't but almost all of them will and uh, candidates like Newsom or other people who might come into this at the end. Uh, have no chance to do it. They simply can't be on the ballot. And uh, I think that I think they literally missed the bus. And uh, I think that there's the Democrats have no real alternative to this. How do you think that RFK Jr. plays into all of this, Dick? I, I think he'll. Uh, I think he he's a Democrat. He'll draw votes from Biden. Uh, in all of the polling, literally all of it, uh, when Kennedy is factored in, becomes a three-way race, or Cornell West and becomes a four-way race, or Joe Manchin and becomes a five-way race. <laughs> in all of those cases, Biden's margin, Biden's defeat margin to Trump grows, and uh, Biden becomes is left behind in the dust, really. Okay, I'm talking with Dick Morris. You know him. He is a, a best-selling author, winning presidential strategist, and man that Time Magazine dubbed the most influential private citizen in America. He has this new book, Corrupt, the Inside Story of Biden's Dark Money. And uh, I want to continue the conversation with Dick when we come back. We get to do this because we have some amazing sponsors, and one of those is Lauren Levy. If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. 
Lorne understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lorne Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lorne Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lorne at 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Shooting outside can be limited, but at Franktown Firearms 10-lane, 30-yard indoor range, the weather is always just right. Franktown's range supports handguns, shotguns, rifles up to 50 caliber, and even black powder loads. And safety equipment is provided for free. Since Franktown's range is connected with their gun store, they have a full selection of rental firearms so you can try before you buy to ensure that it's a good fit for you. And if you become a member at Franktown Firearms and Shooting Range, you can even access the range after hours. The range is very well ventilated with fresh air constantly, so you can breathe easy while you shoot. Most importantly, Franktown Firearms is a family-owned and operated gun store. At Franktown, you will be treated with respect as their client because they want you to be confident with your shooting and keep coming back. So use your own gun or try a new one on the range at Franktown Firearms today. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to find out more. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Uh, we look at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, Hanukkah and Christmas are right around the corner. A great gift you can get at the Center for American Values. They are located in Pueblo, Colorado. They do two things. They honor our Medal of Honor recipients and also educational programs to instill in ourselves and teach our children these values of America, of honor, integrity, and patriotism. They are non-political, uh, and a great little gift for Christmas would be their Medal of Honor quote books. You can check that out at, again, AmericanValueCenter.org. Dick Morris, uh, you are you know, world-renowned as a strategist. Regarding Trump and over on the Republican side, I saw this weekend that Nikki Haley had uh, been talking to um, some of the big Wall Street guys, Jamie Dimon, BlackRock, <clears throat> and that uh, trying to garner support. And I'm think I'm looking at that. And I'm like, those folks haven't been real friends of everyday Americans. Um, but they uh, there's apparently there's quotes that they kind of like her instead of Trump. What you, what would you say to that, Dick Morris? Well, that's Nikki's new name, ABT, anybody but Trump. And um, she's trying to, she, she's fighting hard for second place. And the hope is that DeSantis and Ramaswamy and Christie and the other candidates drop out and it becomes a one-on-one race. But the polling suggests that if, that if any of those candidates withdrew, Trump would get not most, in some cases, half of their votes, and in some cases, almost all of them. Uh, so that Haley is just completely uh, flailing in hoping that that if that this is a linear game, a, a bilinear game, and that everybody who 
was going to vote for DeSantis will now vote for her. That's wrong. Most of the people who vote for DeSantis give Trump as their second choice. This nomination race is over, and uh, we're about uh, we're now only about five or six weeks away from the actual caucuses. And uh, I think that nobody is going to be able to challenge Trump for this nomination. All the more, all the more reason because of the enormous success he's having in the polling against Biden. At the very start of this year, in 2023, uh, Trump was about five points behind Biden nationally. Uh, was not ahead in any swing state, and was at, and had only a few percentage point lead over DeSantis. Uh, now they're just totally lost in the rearview mirror. And uh, Trump is winning all of the swing states except Wisconsin, where he's one point behind. But he's winning Michigan and Pennsylvania, Arizona, uh, and uh, Georgia, and all of the swing states. And I think that this momentum is not going to be stopped. I think it'll accelerate, and I think the exposure, the exposure of Biden scandals and the the incredible malfeasance around the world, is just going to amplify that. And I think that uh, nobody's going to catch him. Nobody's going to come close to him. So, Dick Morris, um, there's I'm concerned about election manipulation. Out here in Colorado, we were one of the first states to have mail-in ballots back in like 2013-2014. We now have mail-in ballots that are sent out to everyone plus. We have not cleaned up our um, voter rolls, and we, uh, via basically kind of executive fiat by the Secretary of State, we cannot audit our elections out here. So even with polling, with Trump doing so well in polling, I'm concerned about transparency in our elections, um, manipulation of our elections. What would you say to that, Dick? Well, in polling, we we speak of the statistical margin of error. And uh, if you're only one or two or three points ahead, it's kind of a tie race. Now we're, ha- now we're having the concept, really, of a statistical margin of stealing. And uh, you can steal half a point. You can steal a point. But you can't steal five or eight points in a state. And uh, I think that I think that the margin that Trump is winning by uh, will tend to preclude that. Um, they'll try, but I don't think they're going to be very successful. Okay, Dick, next question. You said Nikki Haley is ABT, anybody but Trump. I've been... Kind of, it's been a journey to watch many of these pundits from years past that said that they were conservative, that are on anybody but Trump, when in essence he has, has pushed forward these conservative, when I say conservative, these principles that put the, the Americans first, everyday Americans and their prosperity and, and their lives first over everything else, that, that he's put forward these policies that they espoused over all these years, and now they don't like him. I can't understand that. Well, I think it's I think it's personal. I think that these are power brokers that want their positions unchallenged and want to be able to dominate the next president. You look at Murdoch at uh, 
at Fox, where they basically turned on Trump. Uh, he's doing it because Trump won't take orders from him. And I think that the power centers are just scared uh, of Trump not needing them and Trump not doing what they want. And uh, they need to be in sunlight. Uh, they need to be. They need the warm warmth of the sun and water to survive. And uh, Trump is just cutting that off from them. And I think that the. I think that the movements against Trump are a really desperation at this point. Trump has really laid out a very clear case of what he would do in the second term. He's come up with a wide variety of very good policy proposals. For example, when we talk about the anti-Semitism on campus and the radicalism, the pro-Palestinian absurdity that's going on there, uh, he says, let's set up an American academy which will be a, a, a school uh, that will be operated by the federal government, uh, funded by taxes on the endowments of the large universities, so that people will be able to get master's degrees and baccalaureates, and even, even uh, PhDs, uh, and enter fields of medicine and law without going through the gatekeepers of these academic institutions. He's saying they've lost their credibility, they've lost their, they should be removed as the gatekeepers to the occupations we have in the country. And it's a major, major proposal. And there's so many of these very important ideas that I think really uh, are coming to the fore. Um, people talk about the deep state and the bureaucracy. Uh, Trump is pushing a program where basically these civil service rules would be changed so that the president can remove uh, people who are not following his policies and, and are trying to obstruct them. Uh, and he did that in the Veterans Administration, and it was very, very effective. And I think he's planning to do that in all the areas of government. So there are just so many innovative and important ideas that Trump is coming forward with, and I think that... Uh, this is generating a momentum to him. I think people expected he would just basically coast on his achievements in the first term or be wrapped up in in protest against the railroading of him in the judicial system now. But in fact, he's transcended that and really laid out a campaign that, that is credible because he's been president and it's done a great job, uh, but it's also very far-reaching in terms of the proposals it's making to help the American people. I'm so, uh, last question. Go, oh, go so, ahead. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. One more. Okay. Well, last question is, they say that Trump has a difficult time with suburban women. We've seen that out here, urban and suburban women. We've seen that out here in uh, Colorado. And it's, you know, sometimes his messaging is very New Yorker. And I used to go back to New York on a regular basis, and it doesn't really... There were a couple of things early on that I'm like, Ugh, I wish you wouldn't have said that. But otherwise, he doesn't really offend me. How, but how should he, um, should he change any of his messaging to try to get the woman's vote? Well, he's, he's leading among women now. Uh, by, by, uh, in the polling now, he's uh, as a small lead among women and a big lead among men. 
but uh, but he's penetrating that vote. The real vote that's changing dramatically again is the black vote and the Latino vote. Uh, in 2020, Trump got only 12 percent of the black vote, and he's now polling at 27 percent. And in 2020, wow. he got only um, uh, 20, only 26 percent of the Hispanic vote, and now he's polling at 39 percent. And it, it, there's a similar change going on in Generation X, people under the age of 25. So the pillars that have, have kept the Democratic Party aloft are really disappearing. And uh, this isn't just for this election. I think it's a, it's a shift that's going to last for many years, just as the, the shift to Reagan uh, kept Republicans aloft for a long time. Well, Dick Morris, this has been absolutely fascinating. I so thank you. And again, uh, your new great book is uh, Corrupt, the Inside Story of Biden's Dark Money. Dick Morris, thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. Bye-bye. Wow. Our quote for the end of the show is Thomas Sowell. He said, there's nothing that politicians like better than handing out benefits to be paid for by someone else. And that uh, could also be called the Colorado Special Session. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two. And I don't want no one to cry But tell them if I don't survive Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. The socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water, what it means is that government controls it through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under this guise of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapping down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field in the battle of ideas, mistruths and misconceptions is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose today. Strive for excellence, take care of your heart, your soul your mind and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team that I work with, producer Joe, producer Luke, Rachel, Nicole, Zach, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Monday, producer Joe. Happy Monday, Kim. 
And uh, check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And thank you to the Harris family for their goal sponsorship of the show. And thank you to the National Shooting Sports Foundation for their goal sponsorship of the show as well, the National Shooting Sports Foundation played a critical role in working to stop the proposed assault weapons ban legislation here in Colorado. And if, even though individuals cannot join the NSSF, it's industry only, they can support the industry by going to the range, buying a new firearm, training, and supporting companies that support our Second Amendment. Uh, let's get over here to our word of the day. We've got another jam-packed hour plan for you. The word of the day is audacity. Thank you, Rosie, for that suggestion. <clears throat> it's spelled A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y, and it could mean bold or insolent heedlessness of restraints, as of those imposed by prudence, propriety, or convention. And uh, certainly that's what makes us think of what happened during the special session that was called by Polis and the Democrat legislature here in Colorado. Bear in mind, this Democrat party is not the Democrat party of JFK or your grandparents. We are past Democrat versus Republican, right versus left, Trump versus Biden. We are to what is best for America. And when America is thriving and prospering, the world does better. Uh, and so anyway, this, uh, this legislative session was... Um, the audacity of it was amazing. So here's here's my sentence. So it's the audacity of Polis and the Democrat legislature to ignore Colorado's strong no vote on Prop HH is beyond belief. The socialist legislation that was passed down party line votes moves Colorado closer to a totalitarian nanny state where Polis and the legislature picks winners and losers and exerts more control over everyone's lives. And my friends, remember, eventually, I think this is Thomas Jefferson, government, um, if government gives you everything that you, um, any government that gives you everything that you think that you want, it can take it away as well. That's a paraphrase. Uh, and our quote of the day is from Thomas Sowell, born 1930, an American economist, author, and social commentator, senior fellow at the Hoover Institution. He says, what do you call it when someone steals someone else's money secretly? We call it theft. What do you call it when someone takes someone when someone takes someone else's money openly by force? It's called robbery. What do you call it when a politician takes someone else's money in taxes and gives it to someone who's more likely to vote for him? Social justice. And uh, my gosh, that's why we have to continue to have these discussions, and we get to do this because I have amazing sponsors. And I am truly blessed to work with amazing partner sponsors. One of those is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And Roger Mangan, I, uh, baby boomers are getting to Medicare age. And uh, does State Farm, are they involved in that arena at all? Oh, yes. We're uh, pretty heavily involved in Medicare as a product for our insurance. We have several, you know, we've got... I don't know, somewhere around 60 million policies in the United States. 
we're talking auto, home, other types of policies, could be up to 70 million by now. And part of our population that we've insured for the last 100 years, State Farm's 101 years old today, maybe 102. So we've had a lot of folks ride that wave with us and they're getting to Medicare age and we do have a product that is standard that we can offer to Medicare recipients. And what, what does that look like exactly? Well, it's, it's a Medicare supplement that you buy because Medicare, as you might or might not know, there are two parts to Medicare, A and B. A really is a um, for the hospitals, B is for the doctors. And the hospital bills, it has a reoccurring deductible, for example. Most of us are used to paying a deductible per year. Once it's satisfied, then we are home free, so to speak. Uh, the major med policies cover the rest of the, the the medical needs during the year. But with Medicare, it's a reoccurring deductible. This year, it's $1,632. Um, what does reoccurring mean, though? A so. So let me yeah, let me clarify that. So if you go to a hospital, the hospital benefit period usually lasts about 60 days. So let's say you're in for an illness, um, whatever it may be, you go into the hospital and you pay your deductible, that's 1632, and then you come out and maybe later in the year you have another reoccurring health issue. You have to pay that 1632 again. If you have three advance in a year, you'd have to pay that reoccurring deductible three times. So it's not like traditional medical insurance that all of us are familiar with. So when you buy a Medicare supplement, that supplement will cover that reoccurring deductible so you are not out of pocket at all that deductible for Part A. A lot of people wonder, well, what does that cost me? What does a Medicare supplement generally cost me? depends on when you enter the Medicare program, but if you're 65 and let's say you're in Plan G and we could get into alphabet soup with a lot of initials here, so as we go through this conversation, please, yeah, please allow me to explain it when questions come up, Kim, and I'm looking for you, to you for questions. But at 65, for example, a male is $1,517 a year to buy a Medicare supplement. You can buy it from several companies. The price varies maybe 3 to 5% depending on where you buy it. A female, and interestingly enough, pays less than a male, $1,484. Not that much less, maybe about $30, $40 less per year for a female. Now, is that for both uh, hospital and doctor, or is that just for one or the other? That would be for Part A and Part B. So, so both. So we cover both elements of coverage under Medicare. Now, Part B covers the doctors, and it has a monthly cost of a today for a, of one hundred and seventy-four dollars and seventy cents. That's in two thousand twenty-four. That cost to cover Part B every month is taken out of your Social Security check, so you won't be writing a check for it, uh, generally speaking. So it automatically is paid for through your Social Security benefit, which is then reduced. And last year that was 164.90, so it went up about $9.80. 
2023 to 2024. So you really have to do some careful planning when you approach retirement and make sure you understand your options. So traditional Medicare, you're gonna get part A and B, you buy a supplement to cover the holes in that program and those holes are, Medicare pays 80%, 20% has to be paid by you. If you don't have a supplement, then you would be out of pocket that much. Of course, you never wanna do that. You can also buy an Advantage plan and the Advantage plan has some interesting uh, elements to it, but there are things that are not covered by either plan. Let me touch upon, touch upon those for a minute. Do you have a minute, Kim, right yeah, now? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Okay, for example, people often think, well, there are generally eight things that Medicare doesn't cover. Long-term care coverage. So if you're chronically ill and you will never get better and you go into a nursing home, you have no Medicare coverage for that. There is a 20-day period where they'll do something for you, but generally speaking, if you go into assisted living or nursing home, there's no Medicare coverage for that cost. While you're in the facility, yes, you have Medicare, but it's five to $8,000 a month to be in a facility. So that's another product you should be looking at, long-term care insurance. It's expensive, but so is going into an assisted living facility. Uh, dental care is not covered for the most part by Medicare. When I say the most part, if you were in an accident in the car accident and you got your teeth damaged, it would be covered. It would be covered under a different element of, of, of Medicare. Eye exams, prescription glasses, dentures, cosmetic surgery, massage therapy, routine med physical exams, hearing aids, those are not covered by Medicare. Okay. Roger, this is super interesting information. And again, as baby boomers are uh, getting to this age, I think it's so important that we have this conversation. And it's good to know that State Farm uh, actually is in that arena. So that's really important. And what is the best phone number for people to reach you uh, for a complimentary appointment? You can reach us at 303-795-8855. Again, 303-795-8855. And like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan team is there. With the limited number of homes in the Colorado Front Range market, Karen Levine can help you achieve your home buying or selling vision. Karen has the right connections, technology, and strategies to help you buy or sell your home or to purchase a new build. Whether you're feeling overwhelmed or want someone to take the wheel, or you just need a second opinion, you can rest assured the REMAX Realtor Karen Levine is the right agent for you. Call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. Karen is the trusted professional who strives for excellence. That number is 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity. 
by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Lori Gimmelstein, and she is one of the co-founders of the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network. Lori, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, it's great to have you. And uh, first of all, I've, I've watched this journey that you walked through creating the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network. So tell us a little bit about that and how people can get more information. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, like you said, I co-founded with Jen Gibbons, the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network, um, after more, just over a year and a half of being involved in Cherry Creek Public Schools as a concerned parent of two children uh, that were receiving um, a lot of what I would consider controversial school lessons, um, discussion topics, and reaching out to teachers and principals and then the Board of Education and and the superintendent of schools and and realized during this this two-year process that my concerns did not matter uh, to these, the district leadership. And uh, talking with other parents and teachers and students in the community, we learned that this was a, a pervasive issue. Families were leaving the district uh, back in 2019. I believe there were 57,000 students in Cherry Creek schools. That number has dropped down to 43,000 now. So families are leaving. And um, <clears throat> we decided to work together to be able to have a voice, to be to have the parents' voice be recognized, respected, to work for partnerships, and, um, and again, learned that that just was not going to happen. So we decided that uh, because district administration and school boards across the state, ultimately, they're supposed to be held accountable to the constituents that put them into these positions, but they're not, and there's no oversight. And parents do not have a representative that can advocate for them. And even the teachers, our educators, they're supposed to be represented by the teachers' union. But we have learned over the last couple of years that the unions are corrupt and they're no longer there to support educators. They're there to support an activist agenda. Um, and so we had the great good fortune of connecting with Dr. Elvita C. King, who many of your listeners know. She's a, a Christian evangelist, civil rights leader, and the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And she just really encouraged us to not just focus on Cherry Creek, but to provide a resource for parents and educators and students across the state of Colorado. So we launched a year ago, uh, November 13th. Uh, we just had our first birthday. Wow. And uh, we, we brought in Dr. King, and we had a phenomenal panel with Deborah Flora and Kate Young and Dr. Eric Smith to talk about what is happening in our schools and how we can come together and unite to have uh, parent rights be protected. Uh, parents have the right to direct the upbringing and education of their children. And in the state of Colorado, we have district leaders, we have school board administrators, and we have legislators that do not support that. They are actively looking to undermine parent rights. And so CPAN was born, and uh, people can reach out to us. We encourage all of your listeners to get involved. All you have to do is go to coloradoparents.org and click on the Get Involved page, and we'll be, be able to start sending you information and emails. There's resources for parents, opt-out forms to get kids 
out of these controversial school lessons and surveys, exercises, assignments. Um, and we just really want people to know that they are not alone. And it is very overwhelming what is happening in education, but we are here to provide a positive voice focus on solutions, focus on ensuring that district administrators and school boards are held accountable. Well, and that's a great segue to mention uh, Art Club, the movie. Uh, Aaron Lee uh, and and John Lee uh, have told their family story regarding their 12-year-old uh, daughter that was targeted um, by an after-school transgender activist indoctrination meeting but it was called Art Club. And quite frankly, if there's not transparency on what is really occurring, uh, one has to really question what's going on. But uh, that movie premiered uh, just a, a week or so ago, and people can get more information about that at art, uh, artclubmovie.org. And you know Aaron and, um, and, and their story as well, right, Lori? Yeah, absolutely. Aaron and John are great friends of, of me and, and my family, and they're great partners with the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network. Aaron uh, joined us on the steps of the, the west steps of the Capitol at our parent, our parent rights rally last April, uh, and she's actually organizing another rally coming up on April 13th. So all listeners, we're going to need you up at the Capitol on April 13th, so be sure to pencil in that day. Um, again, the artclubmovie.com uh, listeners, you can go there. You can watch the movie at no cost. And, you know, what Aaron and, and John are trying to do is to really encourage people to share artclubmovie.com so that more and more people can understand what's happening because so many families feel like they're alone in this. And there are so many families that this is happening to. What happened to Aaron and John's family is happening to families across the state across the nation and it is critical that everybody watch the documentary that they put together because we have to stand together to protect children we need to have the courage to stand up and speak up against this harm well and what this this harm is is really and first of all yeah, I think that if there's not transparency on what something really is if it's called art club that's one thing. If uh, if Aaron's daughter would have come home and said, or called home and said, "Hey, mom, uh, I, I want to stay after school for a transgender activist indoctrination meeting," uh, most parents are going to say no. But if they're Correct. called and they say, "Hey, I want to stay after school for art club," and bear in mind, now I'm thinking back when I was 12 years old. I grew to this height, Lori, when I was 12. So I was tall, gangly. I didn't have a lot of confidence. 12 years old was a really difficult time for me. And as I'm looking at this, these activists realize that that's a difficult time for girls. And so that they may target somebody. So here, Erin and John's uh, little 12-year-old, she's new to school. So new to school. It's a, you know, it's a tough time for girls anyway. She's shy, introverted, and these people, these activists know how to target children, which is cruel, I think. But that's why um, people may say, oh, this isn't happening at my school. It may be that, that parents are not seeing that in a particular group. But they are being targeted, and there is something really wrong about that, Lori. 
Absolutely. And it's it's pervasive. It's, you know, it's in these after school clubs. It's in lunch bunches. It's in the advisory classes. It's embedded into curriculum under the guise of social emotional learning or diversity, equity, inclusion, you know, where they're taking topics like math and then delving into social emotional questions to have our children start to question uh, their parents or start to question their upbringing. And uh, 12, like you said, is a very influential age. And, and we know developmentally that the, the prefrontal cortex is not fully developed um, in our children and that it, it works on decision-making, organization, all of these important things. Um, that is why uh, children are you know, under their parents' direction from birth until 18. Um, and beyond that, quite honestly, you know, we, we know that even even I, as a 50 year old, still go to my parents to seek advice and um, because I rely on their wisdom and their mentorship and their love for me. And Valdemar Archuleta, who is our CPN ambassador, uh, he he's you know really talks a lot about you know these schools that are coming in and they're trying to provide safe spaces and safe adults or trusted adults. Um, what they're doing is they're disrupting that relationship, and the schools are not there long term. They're just there for a snapshot in a child's life. The family is the continuous component, and we know that when families are involved, we have the best outcomes. And so we need to get back to focusing on family, focusing on supporting family, focus on providing the supports necessary for all families to uh, have access to opportunities um, and to ensure that we don't have other adults giving our children direction or advice. I, I said in our news conference a few weeks ago that you should be very suspicious of an adult that is talking with your child without your knowledge, consent, or involvement. And I will stand by that. You should be very suspicious of any adult. And we need to bring back, if someone asks you to keep a secret, if someone says your parents don't need to know, children need to alert their parents immediately that that has happened. And that's what happened with Aaron and John's daughter. You know, she went to this quote-unquote art club, which was actually a gay street alliance that focused on encouraging students to explore their gender identity. And she she didn't come forth right away, but when she did and she shared what happened with Aaron and John, I, I always worry about the kids that don't do that, right? So, for example, our daughter in, in sixth grade, uh, when she was 11 years old, came home and shared with us that her friend Stella was now going to be River, and River was going to use he, his, him pronouns and use the boys' room. And honestly, my first response was, I must have missed the email on that. And I just responded, that's really progressive of River's parents asked the school to do a workshop. And when Jenny said to me, oh, no, Mommy, River goes home every day as a girl, his parents have no idea. My thought was, oh, my gosh, how many kids did not go home and tell their parents this? Or the time when, you know, my daughter came home and shared with us that her seventh grade teacher, her seventh grade math teacher, handing back the Colorado Measures of Academic Success standardized test, um, told the students that the, the questions were racist and geared only towards white students. And, and so we, you know, if you, we encourage parents to 
realize that they should not have blind trust in the schools anymore. And we actually have a really great uh, form on our website. If you go to coloradoparents.org and click on parents, uh, there is a, a blue button, a, a blue rectangular button that says click for conversation starters. And it's just a PDF that parents can read to help them come up with some questions and ideas to ask their children to prompt these discussions around safety at school, diversity, equity, gender, identity, sexuality. And uh, it just gives them a starting point because as parents, why would we even think that we would have to ask these questions? And I look back to, you know, when we moved into the Cherry Creek School District, I just felt so fantastic. We were in the district of excellence. Our children were going to have the best education, and it was just going to be amazing. And I never questioned it. And it wasn't until uh, 2020, 2021, when our children started coming home with these things that I started to think, what is, what is actually happening in these schools? And, and not even really knowing what to ask, because our kids think this is all normal. So when you ask your child, do you have a teacher that's asked for your pronouns? Your child's going to say, of course. Yeah, why? Why do you have a problem with that? Because they think that that is normal. And so uh, we're encouraging people to get involved. Well, and again, I'm talking with Lori Gimmelstein. She is one of the co-founders of the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network, and that website is coloradoparents.org. When she, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about something that happened. She posed as a, a nine-year-old and had contacted the school crisis line. You will not want to miss what happened at that time. But a couple of things I wanted to mention is thank you to the Harris family for their goal sponsorship of the show, and thank you to the National Shooting Sports Foundation for their goal sponsorship of the show as well. And the USMC Memorial Foundation is raising money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial out at 6th and Colfax. We're getting into Christmas Hanukkah season. A great gift is to buy a brick that will honor your loved one's military service that will be on one of their pathways of service. You'll receive a beautiful certificate that you can wrap up and give for Christmas or Hanukkah. Uh, I have purchased two of those uh, to honor some of my relatives' uh, military service. It's a beautiful gift. More information, go to USMC Memorial. MemorialFoundation.org. That is USMC MemorialFoundation.org. We get to do this because of uh, sponsors, and one of those is Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services. Johnny Stubbs Services uses only the best quality products to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts is available to provide the proper guidance and help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Johnny Stubbs Services prides themselves on delivering prompt and reliable service and stands behind their work with a satisfaction guarantee. JohnnyStubbsServices.com, the trusted contractor for all your heating and air conditioning needs. That's JohnnyStubbsServices.com. If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. 
Our future depends on educated, informed, and active citizens. You can do your part by reading Dr. James Lyons Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. That's popularrationalism.substack.com. Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Did want to mention Jansen Photography, which is located here in Lakewood, Colorado. Glenn and Mary Jansen are true entrepreneurs. They have a beautiful property uh, and just great place to make those memories whether or not it's a portrait of families your children uh, senior portraits and uh, certainly for your business or political career you need that photograph that will open the door so more information go to jansenphotography.com that's jansenphotography.com on the line with me is Lori Gimmelstein she is the uh, one of the co-founders of Colorado Parent Advocacy Network and Lori, I had seen these um, anonymous lines that people could uh, or students could report that if they had a friend that uh, might be considering suicide, they could have an anonymous tip. I saw that there could be abuse in in that, but then we also see, see these uh, other crisis lines that um, are school sanctioned. And you had an experience with one of those. Tell us what happened. Yes. So uh, back in September, uh, at the beginning of school, there were back to school nights where families uh, were going into their children's schools, meeting with teachers, etc. And on ColoradoParents.com, we have an incident reporting tool that we launched last December. And this incident reporting tool allows people to provide information about a concern that they might have that needs maybe needs further investigation or maybe needs some uh, advocacy help to help a parent or a student or a teacher uh, get resolution to a problem. And in September, we, we were receiving uh, incident reports uh, from parents and teachers um, from Canyon Creek Elementary School in Cherry Creek. And there were posters uh, on the, in the hallways at Canyon Creek Elementary uh, that said things like, my family is great at pointing out my faults. Text talk to 38255. Or I can count on my family for arguments and anger. And another one was my good grades are never quite good enough. And families were really alarmed that these posters just seemed to drive a wedge between their, their young children and their parents. You know, when I think about something like uh, my family is great at pointing out my faults. Um, you know, I, I'm just thinking of parents that are parenting um, and, and trying to guide their children and help them to develop the skills necessary to be successful and, and provide the supports that they need. 
and you know children are, are always you know want to be kind of just as any child would any adult would they would kind of want to maybe p- pursue the easy way out um, and say yeah you're, you're being too hard on me and so we were concerned about this and we were able to connect with former uh, child crimes investigator George Mama out of Jefferson County and he provided us with some mentorship because we were concerned that children ages five to 10 were being encouraged to text this word talk to 38255 um, without parent knowledge or consent or involvement at all. And uh, we, we decided like, what, what was it that we were trying to ensure? We wanted to ensure that this was a, this crisis line would, would direct children to, you know, reach out to their parents and, and the, you know, just different, we, we weren't really quite sure what we were going to get. So a uh, couple of different things that we, we wanted to ensure. One, in the state of Colorado, legislation passed in 2021 um, under uh, Representative uh, Michael Sinjanae. And uh, she passed this program called the I Matter program. And so I Matter came out of COVID. And this is a program for children to receive up to six uh, therapy sessions, uh, th- uh, psychological therapy sessions, without their parents' knowledge, consent, or involvement from age 12 and up. In 2023, Michael Sinjane also tried to push legislation uh, that would now give the state control of mental health assessments of our children beginning at age 12, um, again, the way the bill was written, without parent knowledge, consent, or involvement. And uh, we lobbied against that bill, um, and we were able to get an amendment that parents would be informed if their child opted into this mental health assessment. Um, still, in my opinion, a loss because the state does not belong in the mental or medical health care of our children. Um, and we, we knew that the state law was 12 and up children can have therapy. So we, when we contacted these crisis lines and we texted talk. Uh, to this number that was on these posters, uh, we ensured that our birth dates were below age 12. So um, under, you know, mentorship of an investigative team, uh, I posed as a nine-year-old girl. Now, one of the things the crisis line is stating is that nobody needs to give their information. It's completely confidential. And that is not true because I was not allowed to connect with a crisis specialist unless I provided my full name, my date of birth, my zip code, and my gender identity. And that, to me, was the first alert. Like, children should never be giving out their contact information to a complete stranger under the guise of a crisis line. And, and this, we don't know who the, these people are. And um, then I was connected to a crisis specialist, and I shared that I thought that I might be transgender, but I did not want my parents to know. I did not want my mom to find out. The crisis specialist stated, you can be anything you want to be. We will not tell your parents, and I'm going to connect you with resources for you to explore your queer identity. And she connected me to an organization called the Trevor Project, which is a charitable organization that's mission is to support people who are LGBTQ um, to have supports in place to help them. But as we've gone into the Trevor Project and we've done some investigation, the same type of things start happening. Uh, what, what 
seems to be coming from a place of compassion quickly moves to a place of danger. And what we're calling for is a full investigation of every organization that the state contracts with for these crisis lines and the I Matter program. Because we learned during this investigation, speaking with former employees of the crisis line, that the training is three to six weeks. Uh, you can have a bachelor's degree in any field. And you take this training, you pass the test, and you do one day of mock calls. And then you are on the floor taking crisis calls. And, you know, when I look back at the, the legislation and the rationale for why the I Matter program passed, it was because of COVID. So they brought it in under COVID because people were lonely. There were high levels of depression and anxiety. And uh, the posters that were created to support the program at that time were things like video chats are great at making me miss how things used to be, which I think we could all relate with. You know, at that time, we were all on Zoom and it was very, you know, we weren't connected. Um, you know, another one was, I'm excited to get back to normal but I'm afraid we never will. And so that was, that was how the legislation was brought in. And then you start to see the turn. You start to see posters, you know, coming in that say things, my family never fails to cause frustration and stress. I can count on my family for arguments and anger. And uh, then, you know, we, what is so alarming is that the school district, Cherry Creek School District, and by the way, this is across the state. This is state law. These posters are everywhere. If you check your child's ID, the crisis line will be on the back of their student ID if they're in public school or a charter school uh, because the law has passed, and they're forcing this onto people. And um, the thing that was so alarming to me is when uh, I did this investigation, when CPN started this investigation, the response by the Cherry Creek School District was, oh, she, she admitted to posing she was a nine-year-old girl. Really? That's your concern? The concern should be that this crisis specialist connected with me, got my personal contact information, thinking I was a nine-year-old girl, and then directed me to explore my queer identity without my family's knowledge, consent, or involvement and telling me that I can be anything I want to be. And uh, in addition, this crisis specialist asked me, do you, do you want to kill yourself? Within oh, moments of texting, you know, that I... To a nine-year-old. You know, yeah. And, you know, there, and then at the end of the call or at the end of the text message, she asked, you know, are you self-harming? And, um, and trying to kind of lead me to, to say something. And I, I, I basically said, I don't know what self-harming is. And she said, that's when people hurt themselves and, you know, when they're upset. And I said, like, pinching? And she said, yes, are you doing that? And I said, no, but I have a friend that's doing that. Because here's the thing, and, and parents need to be aware of this. If they suspect that you're going to self-harm, they can come to your home and take you out of your home. And so that those leading questions cause me concern um, about kind of pushing the narrative, planting a seed, a seed that might not even have been there before, um, you know, 
and it's, it goes back, like we're seeing this across, you know, this, this is a, a huge issue. We, again, CPN is asking for a full investigation of these organizations and ensuring supervision is in place and, and really working hard to ensure parent involvement um, in this. And we're getting such strong pushback um, against parent involvement. And, and you have to ask yourself, why? Why is it that the schools don't want parents involved? Why is it that our state legislators do not want parents involved? And that is a very important question to ask. And listeners can actually get involved. We've got a huge legislative session coming up um, that's going to further undermine parental rights. We've already seen um, bills coming forward that are getting passed in these advisory committees to go to House and, and, and Senate committee. And we need people to get involved. And you do have a voice. Every single listener has a voice. They can find out who their, their representative is, who their state senator is. All they have to do is, is go online and type in Colorado legislator, legislature, and they can look up who their representative and senator are. Because these representatives are not representing their constituents. They're representing an agenda. And we oh, need absolutely. to make sure we are on top of that together. And again, parent people, every listener, you do not need to be a parent with a child in district school. Every voice matters. This is our country. These are, you know, our tax dollars that are being spent on these types of crisis lines. And um, just go to coloradoparents.org, click on Get Involved, and join us, because we need your help. Lori, I, um, I actually have a few more questions uh, and would love it if we can get to those here. I need to uh, go to break, and we get to do all these conversations because of wonderful sponsors like John Boson. A recent report notes that the number of children diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder is consistently and dramatically increasing. This is heartbreaking. If your child or grandchild or someone you know has been diagnosed with autism or ADHD following exposure to Tylenol or acetaminophen during pregnancy, call Boson Law at 303-999-9999. Boson Law is a Colorado-based law firm who has been fighting Big Pharma for over 20 years. Call now at 303-999-9999 for a free, no-obligation review of your potential claim. Call now at 303-999-9999. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Shooting outside can be limited, but at Franktown Firearms 10-lane, 30-yard indoor range, the weather is always just right. Franktown's range supports handguns, shotguns, rifles up to 50 caliber, and even black powder loads. And safety equipment is provided for free. Since Franktown's range is connected with their gun store, they have a full selection of rental firearms so you can try before you buy to ensure that it's a good fit for you. And if you become a member at Franktown Firearms and Shooting Range, you can even access the range after hours. The range is very well ventilated with fresh air constantly, so you can breathe easy while you shoot. Most importantly, Franktown Firearms is a family-owned and operated gun store. 
At Franktown, you will be treated with respect as their client because they want you to be confident with your shooting and keep coming back. So use your own gun or try a new one on the range at Franktown Firearms today. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to find out more. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. A couple of things. A Climate Conversation, which is the documentary that I'm involved in, uh, was actually on Newsmax again this last weekend, but you can watch it for free by going to a climateconversation.com, a climateconversation.com. And then as we're talking with Lori Gimmelstein, co-founder of the Colorado Parents Advocacy Network, my friends, parents must be active in our children's lives. And uh, a great educational program that you can access right now is a K-12 civics education online um, program at the Center for American Values. And again, parents, grandparents, this is a great tool. You can get more information about that by going to AmericanValuesCenter.org. That's AmericanValuesCenter.org. Lori Gimmelstein, thank you for staying over. I had two questions. Okay, you posed as a nine-year-old and uh, you texted the line. What about if parents just, if kids, I mean, should kids at the age of nine years old have a cell phone? So that's my first question. But even if they didn't, they could be with uh, one of their buddies. And, um, you know, their buddies could text for them. So what's your comments about uh, little kids having cell phones? Well, ultimately, it's every family's decision. Um, I'm not in a place to tell parents um, if their children should have a phone or not. Um, I we do know and understand the influence of social media, um, and we you know we have to recognize and understand the possible threats of, for a child having a tool like that um, that where they have access to really everything, um, and you know I just think what it comes down to is ensuring that parents have transparency and knowledge. You know, when I go back to these posters that were on these elementary school walls uh, that really are put a, a wedge between children and their parents, that, that puts that thought in their child's mind, parents don't know that. Parents don't necessarily know those posters are there. Parents don't know that they should be looking at the back of, of their student ID and seeing what information is available on that. And even when they do look at that and we can all get behind mental health and crisis lines. And, but when there is no transparency, no accountability, and this concept of confidentiality where parents don't need to be involved, that we just need to get more and more people aware of that. Because like myself, I had blind trust in this system. I thought that I could trust my public school. And I have learned that that was the last thing I should have done. And I have great regret over that. But you can start today. You can get involved. You can go to coloradoparents.org, click on the Parents tab, and click on the blue rectangle to download the conversation starters. We just have to get to a place 
where we know what's happening in our schools and we need to have partnerships with our teachers. Most educators are awesome. They want to have partnerships with their families. They know that that's going to have the best outcomes when you have parent-teacher-student connection. Um, But we do have activists in our schools. And we have activists really in, in every discipline. We have activists in medicine, d- defense, even your, you know, your city hall. Uh, we, we have activists everywhere. And we need to be aware of that. And we need to stay engaged and let our children know what our expectations are as their parents. Um, and one of the things that Colorado Parent Advocacy Network does is we have a, a social media detox challenge uh, that we, we we launched over the summer to get you know get children to be making memories and not likes. Um, and when you look back at mental health and kind of this massive rise, you, you, there is a correlation uh, between 2007 when when smartphones uh, really hit the market and to now and seeing this just upsweep of of mental health issues. And uh, when you look into situations um, with individuals who are detransitioning, for example, um, you know, they always go back to the influence of social media on their decision making. And when we talk about children, you know, in kindergarten, all the way to senior year in high school, and I would suggest beyond, because we know that prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until your 20s. Children are easily influenced, and we must ensure and protect their safety. We have a responsibility to do that, and we have a duty, not only just as parents, grandparents, but as community members. Uh, We've got just a little bit of time left. Uh, One of our listeners said, on this topic, why can't parents file charges against these uh, these teachers or these different organizations to Child Protective Services and press charges? Because they are, and I'm paraphrasing, they are targeting minors. Uh, So great question. What, What would you say to that, Lori? Well, you know, ultimately, it, it comes back to policy, legislation that's passed, legislation in the state of Colorado that makes therapy available to children as young as 12. Now, uh, there are, you know, things that the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network is looking into and investigating. Uh, with We have a team of lawyers that are, that are helping us. Um, and, you know, there is, you know, some some serious issues, um, but again, um, it's not it's not as easy as you would like like to think it would be. Uh, you know, I know multiple parents that have contacted law enforcement, um, and law enforcement's hands were tied, um, especially around uh, the the pornography that are we have found in school libraries um, and that graphic content and and being available. There's all this legislation in place uh, that makes it really really challenging to to fight uh, and protect our children. So uh, as much as I would like to say, let's just do that, it, it's not a, a simple fix, unfortunately. And so that's why we're really focused on educating and informing people about what's happening so that they have the knowledge and the tools to help their child. Well, and we really must demand transparency. And with parents getting locked out of schools, that's been a real problem. We need to make sure that parents can get back into schools and see what's happening in the classroom, have transparency on curriculum. Transparency, transparency a little bit of light goes a long way. We've got just a minute mm-hmm. left, Lori. How would you like to button this up? And, again, um, how can people find uh, Colorado Parents Advocacy Network? 
Yeah. So I know it sounds so overwhelming, you know, everything with, you know, school safety and plummeting academics across the state, controversial school lessons, you know, transition plans that are being hidden from families, these, these crisis lines. But together we can have a voice. Um, as Pastor Aman Chukwu with Turning Point USA said, you know, my voice is your voice and your voice is my voice. And we can stand together. So people, if you just go to coloradoparents.org, click on Get Involved. It's a simple, easy step to to have your voice recognized. And so coloradoparents.org, and also I encourage every single listener, please go to artclubmovie.com, artclubmovie.com, to watch the, the documentary that was released last week, Art Club. Absolutely. Lori Gimmelstein, thank you for the great work that you're doing for the children of Colorado. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Kim. I hope you have a blessed week. Right back at you. And our quote for the end of the show is from Thomas Sowell. He said, there is nothing that politicians like better than handing out benefits to be paid for by someone else. Uh, that Again, can you say Colorado special session? Uh, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.